Welcome to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope this podcast encourages you, challenges you, and furthers your relationship with God in a whole new way. Enjoy this week's message. be reading out of 1 Samuel 16, so if you would just turn there. Um, you excited to be here this morning? Yes. If I could just have you stand one more time, if not standing already, for the reading of the word. So 1 Samuel 16. We're going to start in verse number one. Now the land, so now the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse, the uh, Bethamite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. And Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. But the Lord says, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you, I will show you what you shall do. I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I name to you. So Samuel did what the Lord said, and he went to Bethlehem, and the elders in the town trembled at his coming and said, Do you come peacefully? And he says, Peaceful, Peacefully I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourself and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. So it was when they came, they looked at Elab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed uh, anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see man see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So Jesse called Abinadab and, and made him pass before Samuel. And Samuel said, neither has the Lord has chosen this one. And Jesse said to Shema, pass by. They made Shema pass by. And he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Thus, thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, are all the young men here? Then he says, then he said, the remains uh, there remains yet the youngest, and he, and he is keeping the sheep. Mm. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he come here. So he sent and, um, and brought him in, and now he was ruddy, ruddy, and with bright eyes and good-looking, I think, it, I thought he was talking about me. I, 
I'll then see my name. Okay, well, anyway, then the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. The Samuel took horn and oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went back to Ramah. So we're going to continue with our series called Living Out Purpose. Living Out Purpose. Let's go before the Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for all that you are doing. Thank you for being in this place, Lord God, and you have a plan for today. Lord God, you've had a plan for us before we were born, Lord God, and you will fulfill those plans, Lord God. We are here. We're ready to receive. Ready to receive what all that you have for us today, Lord God. We don't want regular church, Lord God. We want to see you move in this place right now, God. I thank you, Lord God, for choosing me to, to be your vessel this morning, Lord God. So I give you my mind, think with it. Uh, I give you my vocal cords, speak through them, Lord God. Have your way in this place, in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give him a shout. Amen. Come on, you may continue to stand for the rest of the service. Do I have any takers? Darren, Darren, yes, Darren. Standing with me. So we are continuing with our series called Living Out Purpose. And we're talking about the process of living out the, uh, your purpose because there, there is a, a process of, uh, of that. Um, so once you have purpose, your, your life will truly change for, forever when you, when you find purpose for your life. I remember the day that actually purpose found me. Um, I remember working, uh, leaving college and working at a factory, and um, it's kind of a dead-end job, and I was absolutely miserable at this job. Like, you know, with those jobs that you, you have, or you have that feeling when you wake up, you just want to vomit, you know, just the just stress of just going to that place. It's just like I felt so trapped. I was just, I was so stressed out. I would, I would like, vomit before I went to work. It's like... You know, so I would get there, and then I was just so miserable. It's kind of one of the first jobs where, where the boss didn't like me, and I didn't like him. <laughs> and we both made it known every day. So I was absolutely miserable, and it's this fact that we would work at machines. So I was standing at a machine all day. We used to make car cylinders and, and all that. So I'm sitting by uh, this, this guy. He was, he was Puerto Rican. Every, every day I would stand by him. We would work together. But he, he, didn't, he didn't speak very good English. Matter of fact, um, he would talk to me all day long, and I didn't understand one word he said to me. <laughs> I'm convinced all he did was curse me out every day. <laughs> every day, he would curse me out. And so there was, was one day he, he, um, he has said to me, which blew me away, he asked me this very important question, and it, and it shook my life. He, he says, he asked me, he says, why are you here? Play as day, play, plain as day, he says, why are you here? I was like, what are, what are you talking about? He says, why are you here? You, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be here. You should be like one of those counselors or, or something. It's like, wait, what? He's just like, I, he says, I watch everyone come to you all the time and ask for your, your advice. Every day, he says, why are you here? You should not be here. That, that day, purpose found me. Because I then, after that, went and applied for a, a, a mental health uh, a job 
knowing that now I found my purpose and I, and I got the job and it, and it changed my life for, forever. So the, the mere fact that he saw that in me, yeah. right, just changed my life forever. forever. Purpose, purpose found me. It's, it's important. When you have purpose, it'll change your life every day. Like you will, you will, you will wake up with meaning. Your life will have meaning, right? You will wake up. You don't have to go to work and vomit. <laughs> maybe you will like your boss, and maybe your boss will like you. Amen? We all have purpose. We're, we're not here by accident. Like, I don't know how you were born, what stories that your parents told you, like you, you weren't planned. But to your parents may have not planned for you, but God had planned. For you. Doesn't matter how it happened. No matter how it happened, God planned for you to be here. So that means you and I, we are purpose. We are purpose. Are you with me? And so we're talking about the process of living out purpose. So the first week, uh, Pastor Yolanda talked about how to find your purpose. So you first need to find your purpose. And then last week, we, we, we talked about how God develops you for that purpose. He works on your character. He, he works on your character. Amen? Because character is important to God. Because he wants us to represent him to the world. Amen? So he doesn't want us to become God. He wants us to be godly. So character is very important to, to God because you can... You can be anointed. You can have all the anointed, anointing all you want, all the power you, you want. But if you don't act Christ-like, it, none of it matters. Amen? So God's character is more important than anything that we do in life. Amen? So before we start walking out this purpose in our life, God must develop us for that purpose. Make sense? And so to, um, today, we're going to talk about how to position yourself to be led by God. Position yourself to be led by God. That is very important. I remember hearing this story one time of this man. He was crossing a, a bridge, and he asked, uh, he turned, and he, he asked God, said, God, can I hold your hand because I'm afraid? Then God says to him, no, my child, I will hold your hand. So the man says, ask God, he said, what's the difference? God says, if you hold my hand, when bad things happen, you may let go. But if I hold your hand, it doesn't matter what happened, I'll never let you go. Amen. Amen? So sometimes if we feel like we, we're not growing or we're, we're, we're not prospering or we're not doing what the, what the Lord is telling us to do, maybe it's because we are holding God's hand and he, we're not allowing him to hold our hand. Amen? 
So the only way to, to, to be fruitful in, in, in this Christian walk, if we allow God to hold our hand. Amen. See, we like to, we like to hold God hand. Right. So we, we get to a certain place in, in life and, and, and we 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 kind of scan the scene of, of life and we, we bring God with us just in case. Amen. So if we don't we don't need him. We say, OK, God, just stay right here until I need you. Amen. And then we go get ourselves in some mess and try to go back and get God out of time out. Stop trying to put God in time out and allow him to lead you. Is anybody going with me this morning? Amen. So we need to position ourselves to be led by God. And the way that we do that is we allow God to hold our hand and allow him to have his way. And I know sometimes it's scary because he will lead us into the unknown. And a lot of times we're not ready for that because we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Right? But it, it takes a lot of trust in the Lord to allow him to lead us. Amen? Every day we have to give our lives to the Lord. That's why the Bible tells us to die daily. To die daily. That means to allow God to lead us. To lead us. I'm telling you, Life would be exciting. Life would be scary, but life would be exciting as well when the Lord leads you. Amen? He brings you into places that you've never been in. He will use you in a way that you've never been used before. Amen? Life will be boring if we, if we try to lead ourselves. I'm tired of leading myself. I get myself in trouble. Amen? So we, got, we have to allow the Lord to lead us. Life will be more exciting when the Lord is leading us, when, when God is in control. If you look back on your, on your life, right, look back on your life and see when times that you allow God to lead you, when times, in, in times that you didn't allow God to, to, to lead you. Amen. I remember the times I allowed God to, to, to lead me. It's been so exciting. It's so exciting, right? Because I, I never thought I would do certain things. I never thought I would be preaching. Standing here before you, preaching the word of God. Me? Oh, my goodness. But allowing the Lord to lead you is extremely important. So you have to position yourself to be led by God. See, God knows how to lead us. God knows how to direct us. God knows how to speak to us. Amen? Sometimes Christians get so numb to the fact that God actually speaks to his sheep. He actually speaks to, he, God, God is speaking right now. He is speaking to us right, right now. And he says his sheep, his sheep, my sheep, my sheep shall hear my voice. Maybe, just maybe, we're not hearing the voice of God, because we don't allow God to lead us. I don't know. Maybe this could be better next week or something. I don't know. Maybe we're just not ready for it this week. So here in our, in our text is David. Um, this is a story of, of David. 
um, what, um, was promised to be to be king, and um, so here's here's David. Um, he's working working in the field. Um, this is kind of Im- Im- important be- because he wasn't he wasn't with his brothers. His, his brothers was probably in the the castle and um, living living up life and and all that. And here's David. He's he's working in the field. And what's important about this is that purpose found David. Because God was looking for a, a, a person who, who, who was after his heart, and he found a person who was working in the field. He didn't say he was on stage, <laughs> right? He didn't talk about any platform or anything. He, he found a person who was working in the field. Amen. And so, so he found he so David was here working, working in the field, and, and all that. See, when purpose finds you, nothing can stop it. No obstacle, no person, right? Uh, God will fulfill His call in your life when He when He gets ready to use you. When it's your turn, nothing will stop you. And no matter where you are, no matter what condition, what condition you are in, or whatever, when when God's ready for you. He will find you. I believe he's finding someone today. He's looking for some people today, and he's going to find and give up someone some purpose here today. Is anybody going with me this morning? And so, so God told Samuel to go to Jesse's house to look for this, for this man, for this person who he called. I mean, so this was a lot for Samuel, if you kind of read, read the text, and, and, and Samuel was grieving, you know. So, and so here's God telling him, him to, go, to go do something uh, that he wasn't even comfortable with, right? Because Saul, so he's grieving over, over Saul, and at the same time, he's thinking that if he go do what God's telling him to do, Saul's going to kill him. Amen. So this is a great lesson for us that so how Samuel allowed God to lead him in the midst of his grief. Oh man, right? So here, so so here's Samuel. He's he's grieving, and and God sent him to um, to speak to Jesse, and, and he did. And so what I love about this part was that this was a test of faith, a faith for Samuel. Because he didn't find what he was looking for at first. So he knew what he knew what the Lord said to him. He says, go find, he says, go anoint this person to uh, uh, when you when you get there. But he didn't actually find David when he when he first got there. A lot of us kind of give up at this at this point. We know what the Lord tells us. He sends us to a place, right? But we don't find what we are looking for, and then and then we give up, and then and then we give up, amen. But if the Lord said it, right, it's there. Just because you don't see it, it's there. That's why He told Samuel, "Don't go by." We're good. All right, praise Him. So, so Samuel had to rely on the word of the Lord. Amen? But at first, he didn't, he didn't find what he was looking for. Amen? 
See, he wasn't supposed to find the promise. The promise was supposed to find him. Amen. And so, but I love Samuel's response. He says, he's, he, he told after he didn't find um, the person he was looking for, he asked Jesse, Is the, you got any more kids, man? I mean, you got a lot of kids, but you got any more? I mean, you got to have at least one or two more. I mean, you got all these kids. You probably got one or two more. So, so he, so, um, so Jesse was like, yeah, you know, I, I got another one. He's, he's in the field. But I love Samuel's response to it. He says, um, he said, go get him, and we will not sit until he comes. We will not sit until he comes. I mean, so that should be encouraging. When God tells you something, and this is how faith is activated activated, right? When God tells you something, you won't stop praying until it comes. Amen? You, you won't stop believing until it comes. That's what happens when faith is activated. You know what the Lord is telling you, right? But you're not going to go by what you see because I believe that's scriptural, right? Faith is not seen, right? So look, if God tells you something, Amen. If he says he's going to bring something to pass, if he made a promise in your life, you keep serving him. You keep worshiping him. You keep believing him until that thing comes to pass, because it will come to pass. Amen. You may not see it, but it's there. You may not see it, but it's there. I don't know what you're praying for. It's there. See, when it comes to purpose, there is a, a process. There is a promise, and there is a process. See, the, so the promise, promise, the value of the promise depends on the promiser. See, a lot of people make promises, Right? But they don't necessarily fulfill those promise, those promises. But God, but God, but God will always fulfill the promise that he gave you. Will always fulfill those promises. See, God is committed in this area of guidance. He wants you to arrive at the destination and to be successful when you get there. God is committed into this area of guidance. He, he doesn't just want you to depend on um, yourself getting there. He wants to be with you along the way. Are you with me this morning? So there is a process. There is a process. We first must learn to be led by God before walking in your call of God. Make sense? See, David was called, right? So I love, I love this part, how David came and they anointed, uh, Samuel anointed him as king, right? Prophesied over him. So now, now David was just, he was, he was powerful. He was, he was the man to be. He was about to be king. But what's interesting about it, after David was anointed, he went back to the field. See, he was anointed, but it wasn't his turn. Right? He was called, but it wasn't his turn. I mean, think about this for a second. 
What if God has called you to be a queen or a king, right, of, of, of Dallas or Fort Worth or whatever, of Texas, right? What if that, what if that, if God told you that, promised you that, right? I mean, what would we have done, right? We probably would get fit for our, our, our robe, right? Uh, size for our, our crown and, and all of that, right? I know me, I got some shoes to match the robe and, and, and all of that, right? I mean, we probably like picked up our, our uh, picked out our limo drivers or something like that. I mean, we'd have been like planning, like I'm about to be a king. I'm about to be a queen. Oh my God. We, we put it on Facebook, all our social media platforms. Y'all going to bow down to the guy. I'm about to be the king or, or the queen and all. We've been like Joseph, right, telling all of our brothers, you know, they, they're going to bow down to us and all that. I mean, oh, my goodness, we'll be planning this thing, right? Like we're about to be royalty. Not David. He went back to the field. He went back to the field. Amen? Because the one thing about God, see, it's a process to this thing. God can speak a word in one season, but you won't walk in it into another. There's a, there's a process. There's a development process to this thing. Amen? So God wants to teach us how to be led by him. Amen? If you can't serve God in the wilderness, don't expect him to promote you to the promised land. Amen. Wow. Wow. Amen. So David went back to the field. Amen. He was he was grinding. <laughs> he was learning. He was training. Amen. We have to grind. If we want blessings, we have to be able to get through the grind of life. We have to get through those tough seasons. Amen. Because real life happens in the valley. Oh, we will reach the mountaintop at times, right, when things are great, but real life happens in the, in the valley. That's where we get stronger. We're in the valley. When you walk out of these doors, you're walking in the valley. <laughs> when you go to work tomorrow, you're walking in the valley. Some of you, the, the valley is in your home. And that's okay. God's there too. He can use you there. Amen? I got any friends out there today? Y'all my friend? Gonna help me preach this morning? Amen? So it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a promise and it's, it's a process. I mean, hold on to the promise just that God gave you. Just know there is a process to God fulfilling that promise. What's more important to God is for you, he, for him to lead you. We have to learn to follow the leading of the Lord. We have to learn to follow the leading of the Lord. Amen? And it's not like a big cloud's going to come and, and you're going to hear the voice of God speak to you, but it's a, we have to start record, recognizing that inner voice. See, God is about relationship, right? When you spend more time with God, you start recognizing the inner voice, voice that's in you, which is the Holy Spirit. But if we don't spend enough time with, with, with God, right, even we, we will grow deaf to that inner voice. So we have to learn 
to be led by God. Amen? That's what God wants the most. He, he, he doesn't want, we, we spend so much time bringing God to places in our lives. Bringing God to places in our life. Life is boring that way. God wants to bring us to places, to tables that you never sat, to neighborhoods you've never been, to countries you've never been in. Amen. Allow the Lord to lead you. Amen. God doesn't want you to hold his hand. He don't need you for anything. He's okay. He's, he is God all by himself. Amen. Just allow God to hold your hand. Allow God to lead you. Amen. I could get some more exciting people in there. So we miss our turn to be used by God when we don't allow God to hold our hands. We miss our turn. And a lot of times what, what, what hurts us is when we, we have disappointments in our lives. Sometimes those disappointments get in, get in the way. Regrets get, get in the way of God leading us, right? Sometimes you, um, your past, maybe your marriage didn't work out, financial setbacks, some type of failure, amen? But if we can take a moment and look back and see how our disappointments led us to our destiny. I don't know about you, but some of my failures, some of my disappointments led me to this place here. Because we serve a God of the turnaround. He's a God of the turnaround. He would turn the things around. God would use everything. That's including our failures, our mistakes. It doesn't matter. God would use everything, our disappointments. He will use everything. Amen? Some of your greatest failures can become your greatest, your, your life's purpose. Some of your greatest failures can become your life's purpose. But you may be asking me, Pastor, how do we know when God is leading us? How do we know when God is leading us? This is going to be a part two next, next week of, of this. And so I'll give you a little, a little bit this morning. Amen. So how do we know when God is leading, leading us? Well, well, from my experience, when everything seems to be falling apart. I know. We're, it's crazy, right? But it's true. It's true. So this is a, a time, opportunity for God to redirect us. When everything in our life is falling apart, right, it could be a sign that you're doing the opposite of God's will. But it's okay. This is an opportunity for God to redirect you. Right? Right? So, it's so, it's, so we have to allow God to, to redirect us because he wants to lead us. So he, if God's promised us something, he wants us to lead us, lead us to that promise. Right? So it's, it's like, to give you an example, it's just like having a financial advisor but not uh, uh, following the advice of the financial advisor. Right, so that's when what happens. We have this. We have the Lord or the Holy Spirit as our advisor, but we don't. We don't use that the Holy Spirit to to guide us or to give us that advice. Amen. 
And so, so sometimes, so what happens is we don't allow God to lead us. Our life starts falling apart. Right? Because God wants to, to lead us in a certain path, but we're, we're kind of going here. We're kind of going, going here, going, going there. It's okay. God's about detours. Amen? He will use that detour to bring you back to the path that he wants you to be on. Amen? See, sometimes we stay too long in current situations. God is a moving God, right? God, God is a moving God. He wants us to move on from certain things. But sometimes we get stuck in our past situations. God's like, hey, I'm over here. Why are you still way back there? You still in that same mess? <laughs> you you still, in a, you're still in those same thoughts, right? You're still in that same offense, right? I done moved on. Come with me. So a lot of times we want to bring God back to our past. But God's bringing us this way. He's trying to bring us this way. Away from the past. Amen? So, so God is a God of turnaround. Allow him to intervene in your life. So this is the opportunity for, for, for the Lord to correct us. Right? So we can pay more attention to, to him. Amen? Correct the way that we speak. Right? Amen? So God wants you to speak in faith and not in doubt. This is an opportunity. So when things in your life is falling apart, it's okay. This is an opportunity for God to redirect you. Amen? But we have to have the willingness to be humble and accept his guidance. Because Psalms 37 says, and verse 23 says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. And he delights in his way. That means you accept his guidance. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. Hand. See, God directs our steps, but it's up to us to follow them. Hmm. And so, and it says here, which is encouraging, though he fall, he should not be utterly cast down. For the Lord, for the Lord upholds him with his hands. Amen. So that means we have to be experts in falling. Um, so when you, I'm not a skier for some reason. I'm not, I, I don't, like, I don't ski. I've never skied before. I don't, that's just not my thing. But I do know, I've heard, though, the, uh, the first lesson that they give you when you learn how to ski is you have to learn how to fall. Right? You have to, you have to learn how to fall. And that's just the same thing with Christianity. It's, it's like us worshiping God or serving God or God leading us is we have to learn how to fall. That means you don't stay in that mess. You don't stay in that despair. You don't, you, don't, you don't stay in that crisis, amen? You have a God that will uphold you, will pull you out of that miry clay, will pull you out of obscurity, amen? We have a God who would never leave us. He's always there. He's always there even, even in our fall. Thank you, honey. I'm glad you're excited about this. At least I got you here today. Hallelujah. Good 
Lord. Amen. And so, so another way that the Lord, how we know that the Lord is leading us is when God shows up on an ordinary day. Amen. And so, you know, the story of Moses when he came to the burning bush. Now, here's Moses, the same as, as David. He was tending the flock. It was just a normal day. This is a normal, it's an ordinary day. He's whatever, you know, he, he, he did this every day. He was tending the sheep or uh, uh, taking care of the flock. And here, here's the Lord. He just showed up in Moses' life. And, uh, and then Moses, he saw this bush was burning. And I, I was wondering, like, what, what did Moses say, like, originally when he first saw the bush? He'd probably say, wow, that's lit. <laughs> okay, well, right. So I mean, that had to. Be <laughs> I gotta find a way to get y'all to wake up this morning. I mean, I mean, I mean, he probably said that, man. Wow, look at that bush. That's lit, right? Oh my goodness, what's happening? <laughs> but it was an ordinary day, right? And so here, here God called Moses. This was his opportunity. God called Moses out of the field, right? See, when, when God gets ready to use you, he will find you. When it's your turn, no one can keep you from your purpose. No obstacle can keep you from what, what God has ordained in your life. When you are in a position to be led by God, God miracles can happen on an ordinary day. An ordinary day. I mean, look what happened when Moses, look what happened to Moses at this burning bush. So he developed a habit of hearing God's voice. I mean, the Lord spoke to him at this burning bush. When you develop the habit of, of stopping to listen to what God is doing in our lives, maybe we can start to notice burning bush all around us. Amen? So here's Moses. His life's changed, and God spoke to him. God spoke purpose. Purpose found Moses. He found Moses. He was able, Moses was able to be led by God. He developed that habit of hearing his voice. You cannot develop a habit of hearing God's voice when you're complaining where you are. Here's Moses, like miracles showed up to Moses on an ordinary day. Purpose showed up to Moses on an ordinary day. So what you, what you are doing right now is important to God. He's giving you purpose where you are right now. He just wants to lead you on your, in, in your ordinary day. When you wake up in the morning, when you go to work tomorrow, God say, I'm, I want to be with you there. I want to lead you there. There's purpose where you are. It may be a miracle for someone else. You may be that burning bush for someone else. Amen? God gave Moses purpose purpose. 
Moses knew from that day what his purpose was. His purpose was to lead people. So if you think about Moses' life, if you think about David's life, if they weren't in the field, they wouldn't be able to lead people. Purpose found them in the field. God developed them in the field. God led them from the field to leadership. Are you with me this morning? Come on, stand with me this morning. Lord have mercy. Must be in a position to be led by God. In that position, it's just simple. Allow God to hold your hand. God will do amazing things in your life if you just, if you just allow him to lead you. Oh, he would do incredible things. You know, like life wouldn't be boring. Right? We will see miracles. We will see just breakthroughs in our life if we can just allow God to lead us. You know, God does have a plan in the midst of all this chaos we are experiencing in our world. He's just looking for people who are after his heart. If he can just stop and just listen to what he's saying and allow him to use us wherever he send us. God said, no, I don't want you to hold my hand. I'm going to hold your hand bring you places that you've never been before. Use you in a way that you've never been used before. But God doesn't want us to control, try to control the outcome. Because if we hold God's hand, we get to pick and choose what we want to do or not. But when he holds our hand, he brings us on a journey. It will be uncomfortable at times. It would be scary at times. But the whole time, God said, I'm right there with you. I am right there with you. Just do what I called you to do. Just say what I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to say. Purpose. Purpose. Purpose, purpose. The only plan that should matter in our lives is God. If we could just get to that point, we'd just say, okay, God, okay, here I am. Send me. Here I am, send me. Things would change. Things would change. Life wouldn't be boring. God doesn't want a boring church. God doesn't want boring Christians. It should be exciting. We should be sharing testimonies on what the, how the Lord is using all of us, not just on Sundays. Don't get it confused with Sundays. We should be talking about what happens on Mondays throughout the week, what God's, what God's, um, use, how God is using you. We should all have such an exciting 
story to tell. How it was just an ordinary day, and the Lord spoke to you, and it changed your life and the people around you. God loves to show up on an ordinary day. But I'm going to speak that over you, that God's going to show up on your ordinary day. He's going to show up. He's going to show up. Get ready for your burning bush. Yeah, it's going to be lit. Your whole life will be. We have to make sure that we are in our positions to be led by God. So take your hand off of him and allow him to lead you. I can't wait to hear stories of how God just used you in such a miraculous way that still exists in the body of Christ. Those type of testimonies still exist. You have to get to a place in your life and you say, God, I don't want a boring life. I don't want a boring life. I want to do some crazy things in the name of Jesus. But you got to get ready because he's going to do it. <laughs> he will do it. He will. I don't want to be around boring Christians. I don't want this to be a boring church. When we come, when we just mark the date, we'll say, oh, we did church together. We did church together. No, we should be leaving here exciting. We should get together, have lunch with one another. Have lunch with someone you don't know. Tell them about your story of the Lord, how God used you in such a miraculous way. It would encourage someone else. Get to know people. God wants to do some exciting things in this church, we, but we have to allow him to lead us. Get used to being uncomfortable. Break up with comfort today. Is anybody going to break up with comfort today? He's going to challenge you. Break up with comfort. Say, comfort, you and I have been together way too long. You don't even look the same anymore. I found something else that's more attractive. It's called purpose. It's called purpose. It's called purpose. Stop being, stop being so comfortable. So as a, as a pastor, I want to lead this church. But more importantly, we have to be led by the Spirit of God. That's the only thing that matters. So every time that I have an opportunity to preach, I am going to try to take you out of your comfort zone. So what if you look a little crazy when you worship? It's who you're worshiping for. You're not worshiping for me or your neighbor. You're worshiping unto the Lord. So it don't matter if you look silly when you do it. it don't matter if you shout during the, the preaching. No matter if you get up and clap during the preaching and your neighbor looks at you, why are they standing up and they clapping? Well, because they are excited. They are receiving what the Lord is giving them. Amen? 
Come on, this is not a boring church. Get excited. Get excited what the Lord is doing in your life. Share it with others. Come on. I'm going to challenge you to get, break up with comfort today. Break up with comfort today. Break up with comfort today. You're not a person. When people tell me, they, 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 we always hear about introverts versus extroverts. Amen. When we get to heaven, none of that stuff is going to matter. None of that stuff's going to matter. To share with people of the goodness of the Lord. To share with people. Get out of your comfort zone. Tell people how the Lord is using you. Speak life over someone else. Have lunch with someone and just speak life over them. Everything sounds better over a meal. Amen? Come on, just lift, lift your hands and just, just tell the Lord. If you're with me this morning, tell the Lord I'm breaking up with comfort. I'm breaking up with comfort because I found purpose. I found something much better, more desirable, better looking. Amen? More meaningful. Amen? I found purpose this morning. I'm no longer going to date comfort. Me and comfort, we're done. Come on. Come on, let the Lord know that you just broke up with comfort. Father, have your way in this place, Lord God. Thank you, God, for, for what you're doing in this house. You're doing something special in this house. And if you're doing something special in this house, whatever you do in this house, you wouldn't do in every home in this church. Purpose, purpose will find someone here today. Purpose is coming, is coming to greet you today. Purpose, purpose. God is going to do something special in your life. Thank you, Lord, for your promises. Thank you, Lord, for your purpose in our lives. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, somebody give him some praise. Hallelujah. I am going to let you go this morning. If you want a prayer, we have some people hang, hang back um, to receive prayer, uh, but we, we, we love you, and I hope you have a blessed week, and I can't wait to hear how purpose found you. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. If what you heard today impacted you, be sure to tell us about it. You can rate and subscribe to this podcast or contact us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or our website, calvarylifedfw.com. Thank you so much and have a great week.